where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. In this episode of the Woman at the Well Ministries podcast, join Kim Miller and Erica Close in a conversation as we walk with Jesus. In today's conversation, we begin a series of podcasts on the topic of God's command to fear not. Hello, and thank you for joining us in our conversations as we walk with Jesus. I am Kim Miller alongside Erica Close. And it's exciting to be able to talk to you today about God's command to fear not. And we're going to spend several of our podcasts discussing the commands of the fear nots. But we're going to also start out with how he told us to be cheerful. And so being cheerful obviously is something that counteracts uh, fear. Because if we are fearful, we are definitely not cheerful. And so it's very important that we begin to look at the scriptures and see the different places where God told them not to be afraid. And how he also tells them a little later on, which may not be in this podcast, but in one very soon, about how we are to be cheerful. So as we begin to look at the example that we want to talk about today, it's out of Exodus chapter 14 and verses 10 through 14. And Pharaoh is the king of Egypt, and his heart had, was hardened. And so he was hardened against the children of Israel. And, and we sit, pick up in this part of the account where he's pursuing them, and he's overtaking them and encamping by the sea. All right, so let's look at Exodus chapter 14. We'll read verses 10 through 14. And we read, And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold... The Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you this day. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace." And this account of the scriptures, I think we can all find ourselves in it. Because the children of the Israelites, the Israelite children, are being taken away by Moses, led out of captivity. But the going is a little rough. 
Mm-hmm. And when they're looking at the circumstances around themselves, what they begin to see is that the Egyptians are overtaking them. And so they're just like saying, hey, we told you this before we left. It'd be better if we hadn't even left and we just served the Egyptians than to die here in the wilderness. And so we see something happening in this account that we as Christians do all the time in our own lives. And what we see is that we get discouraged because we can't see the whole picture. We focus on the rain that's coming down and not the rainbow that is going to come afterwards. And we don't realize that sometimes you have to stand in your discipline of the moment in order to get the reward of the future. And these particular children of the Israelites at this moment are murmuring and complaining against Moses because they believe that their their situation is worse than it was before. And they were completely enslaved by the Egyptians. And so as I begin to think about what this passage of Scripture means to me, I begin to see that we're looking at a situation where they know God has said go, They understand that Moses is the man of the hour that God has put in front of them. And because it doesn't feel good, they're done. And it doesn't feel good in that moment, right? Fear is often something that just comes like that, right? And and fear, you know, fear lets us know, gee, hey, look at this. You know, it's kind of like a little warning sign. But the fear, you know, when it comes... The big problem with it is what we choose to do with it, right? They looked. They had a recognition, right? Oh, gee, Pharaoh is right on our tail. You know, he's coming after us. It appears from us just looking that we're greatly outnumbered. And they went immediately to the the bad with that, right? They took the fear of what they recognized and went immediately to this immediately means we've done the wrong thing. Right. Not that they've done the wrong thing by... by they made the wrong know, decision by, in leaving. Right. But they're saying that they've done the wrong thing because we've decided to follow the Lord. Right. We've decided to follow Moses. So it's even worse than I've done the wrong thing. They are now looking at God's plan as the wrong thing. And what happens when we become afraid, as you just said, is that it removes God and his sovereignty out of the equation. So when we have fear, because perfect love casts out all fear, and God loves us perfectly, and when we are in the center of his will, we love him perfectly, and therefore we don't have room for fear because we have a complete trust in the love of God for us to take care of us. And that his plan is best. And even if we have to walk through the valley, we understand that he is surrounding us. And what we find in our own lives, I mean, it is really easy to look at this account in Exodus and think these people are just the worst Christians ever. You know, these Israelite children, they, they have no faith. These Israelite children, when they go and got rough, you know, they didn't have enough to stick with it. But... When the going get rough in our life, when we are betrayed by a friend, when the pressures at work begin to mount, when the finances begin to get tight, when family matters begin to explode, 
where do we go? Do we follow the commands of God that we know from the scriptures? Do we buckle down and increase our faith and draw closer to him? And he says, if we draw close to him, he'll draw close to us. Or are we like these Israelite children? Do we throw our hands up and simply say, I should have never done this. And give in to it, right? I mean, I feel like, what we see in this is a is a common thing, right? Fear. I mean, we we started out saying, yeah, fear, fear is common. It, it's a common emotion, right? It comes. It's gonna come, but it doesn't have to have any power, right? It can, and it doesn't have to stay. And it doesn't have to stay. That's the thing. Like fear can be like a little flicker, right? Like you notice something that causes fear, but the but it's what you do with it. Right, like First Peter five seven, he says to cast our cares upon Him. We're going to have cares, right? We're going to have things and events in this world. That's the reality of living in this world. But it's that immediate what we choose to do with it. Do we give the fear, you know, the space in our head and the space in our heart, and allow our head and heart to go down that road, or do we just recognize it, boom, and then? Go on with the Lord. It kind of reminds me, like, do we plant the seed and of fear and nurture it and give it all it needs and continue to feed it so that it grows big? Or are we like the prudent gardener who sees the weed spring up and immediately pulls it out? Right. And the prudent gardener doesn't just snip off the plant, right? The prudent gardener does go all the way down and, and digs out the roots. And we know that the root of the, of the problem with fear is what? The root of the problem of fear is the devil, right? He's coming along and, you know, it's, it's you know, that immediate choice of what we do with fear. Do I, okay, give the devil, like, the space in my head and in my heart to, you know, whirl around in there and get everything stirred up and make it even harder for me to exercise my faith and to trust God? Or do I just say, nope, you know, get behind me, Satan. That's not happening. Because what the devil uses is doubt, and doubt is a form of lack of faith. Mm -hmm. And so anything that begins to chip away at our faith is something that the devil has put in us. And the Bible says that anything done without faith is sin. And this entire thing of fear, yes, it's our initial reaction, and it is an initial response but we no longer have our responses controlled and under the, uh, under the authority of the devil. There's now no more condemnation. So our, our thoughts and our minds need to be purified and holy and need to be under the subjection of, of Jesus. So we might not be able to keep something from scaring us, but we can keep it from keeping us scared. Amen. That is so good. That's so good. Write that down. But, um, you know, I think that I love that you say, you know, keeping, you know, the fear, our hearts and our minds, you know, under the subjection of God and, you know, keeping something from scaring us. Cause if something scares us, I mean, if we just think, you know, we're going for a walk in the woods and suddenly there's a bear, right? The, the fear has a purpose, you know, the fear is, you know, or being scared right there has a purpose. It says, you know, okay, what do I do here? Gee, I respond appropriately. I walk away from the bear. I don't go, you know, running towards the bear. I don't go running towards the fire. But that's the purpose of it, right? It is to recognize something. But then what we're supposed to do with it is 
turn and run towards God. Because he says that he, he will never leave us nor forsake us in Hebrews. And so we know if he's not leaving us or forsaking us, that he's right there with us. And Isaiah 41, 13 says, For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Fear not. So here we have a situation where something scares us and we can be in the a state of fear and live scared, or we can obey the command, fear not. Because he says, I will help thee. And it's not like a little ant trying to help us, people. <laughs> this is God Almighty, all things under his feet, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Absolutely. You know, I want to just jump back. You we're talking about doubt, right? And about doubt, which is what feeds our fear. Doubt being the opposite of faith. And we know that the most important sort of definition verse about faith is in Hebrews. You know, what is faith? Faith is the evidence of things not seen, right? If we give in to the devil and allow him to draw us down a path of doubt, he is going to attempt and if, we're, if we let him, he is going to find evidence of things we see, right? He's going to give us evidence for why we should be scared, right? If we allow him to keep us walking down a path of doubt, it's just going to grow and grow and grow as it whirls around in our head. But the cure to that doubt is faith. And the way we get faith is we read the word of God and learn his promises and his commands and see what he says. For instance, in Isaiah 43, 2, when he says, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shall not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. I am never alone. And he who is in me is greater than he that is in the world. And 1 John 4, 4, we have verse after verse after verse that we can put in our hearts, as the psalmist David said in 119, 11, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word have I hid in my heart to have the evidence. Yes. For the faith to counteract what the devil's going to try and put in our heads. Because as you said in the very beginning, you know, casting your care upon him, it's because that follows the verse, the devil walketh about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And his job is to cause you to have problem with, with the Lord. His job is to keep me scared. And the only way he can do that is if we are looking at our surroundings instead of knowing within our heart the truth of God's word, that God has control. And when he's in the equation, we are the winners. And when the fear comes, we can hear his voice that says, fear not. And as we are beginning to wrap this portion of it up, what I would like for us to remember is, good old Peter. <laughs> when Peter took his eyes off of Jesus and he looked at the storm surrounding him, Peter immediately sunk. And he said, Lord, save me. And immediately the Lord picked him up and carried him safely to the boat. We need to be people who immediately say, Lord, Lord save, save me. me. 
And in that instance, whether it's a financial problem, a family problem, a work problem, a relationship problem, a traffic problem, no matter what the problem is, we need to say, Lord, save me. And when we do that, we will invoke the Holy Spirit within us to remind us of the promises of God, the truth of God's word, and the love he has for us. But we as Christians must do the homework. We must read the word of God so that he can bring to remembrance those things that we have need of when we have need of them. What an amazing thing it is to know that fear not is possible because of the Holy Spirit within us, the love of God around us, and Jesus ever living to make intercession for us. Absolutely. Amen. Thank you very much for joining us for this podcast. It's our prayer that you know him, you love him. Because remember, you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Woman at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com slash watwm, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. Greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved. Happy girl.